transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. There it is. There it is. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. I suppose let's kick it off. Episode 43. Episode oh, 43. Boy. Matinee edition. Matinee edition. Right in your face. Jared or, Lucas. Or your ears, depending on which part of the, your face you're listening to this with. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's a way yeah. to start. There you go. Um, uh, how's the week been, man? Uh, Nothing too crazy. Yeah. I will say, if we have a listener going to UW and uh, you you see a class called um, Ideas Through Objects, Ideas don't Through ta- Objects, don't take it. What what is that? What is this class? It's, it's a that- whole. It's it's it's. I can only describe it as bizarre, and it doesn't help that we're online. If you're in person Fair and enough. you're listening to this later, what like go go to town. <laughs> Don't take it online. It makes no fucking sense. Just give me the name one Dude, more time. I, I, uh, ideas through objects. I, I had to build a fucking fake tree for this shit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I, I and I came up with some like dumb philosophical reasoning for like mm. it's <laughs> it's like the it's the image of something living, but fake it's fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made it out of tape. <laughs> tape and old chopsticks. It worked really well. Well, I suppose that that, like, yeah, it'd be probably kind of sturdy with the chopsticks, at least. For, yeah, for it, it works. I, I, really, I was really hoping you weren't going to validate my dumb philosophy when you were like, <laughs> so, well. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, my, my girlfriend always tells me, I am the most negative human being she's ever met. Maybe not like she doesn't use that vernacular, but she says I'm always super negative. You know, I wouldn't say negative. I find the positives. You know, (laughs) Jared is a avid pessimist. Yes, uh, the glass is half empty, but at least there's water in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And you know, it's like a skill that it's a it's you know a lifestyle you hone over time. So I'm getting better (laughs) at it with age, and I think. Oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like a. Like a fine cheese. <laughs> yeah. But but that's the key, though. If you want people to, uh, to stand being around you, you have to kind of curb it just a little bit. So <laughs> That's how we start hanging out. Yeah, so here I am, you know, trying to... Like, well... Trying to say, uh, you know, that glass is uh, there. There's something in it. <laughs> wow, what a glass. What a glass. <laughs> anyway. And uh, check the box for icebreaker at the beginning of episode. Into the content. <laughs> uh, shit, yeah. It's. I mean, again, you know, we're kind of we're going through uh, the Breaking Bad rewatch, and we're going through, uh, you know, a few like we're on movies every week. Oh yeah, but we're starting off we, with the rumors. We get all to that. We got to turn out the rumor mill, which we just still Amen. don't have a sound clip for. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> there God. it is, dude. That that ugly, ugly rumor mill. Uh, <laughs> 
So first things first, I thought this was strange because um, it wasn't as big of, a, of news as hearing about Mulan. But yeah. I've just been seeing rumors that and news that uh, Black Widow is popping up on video on demand services. That's, uh, I'm, I, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. Well, it doesn't surprise me either, but it seems like a very subtle move. If, if it's really true, I imagine we'd be hearing about it pretty soon. So that's why it's like still kind of stuck in the rumor mill because it's yeah. like, you know. Well, this is fuck? something, this is something that like, well, it's it's very it's sort of weird despite them being in the same space to compare this to like a video game launch but with video games being so digital oriented and you get them immediately seeing it come up on like a marketplace for digital download like yeah. a few months before it's supposed to come out and it like locking in a release date that happens so fair so I mean, they it's gotta like, commit to something yeah exactly or it's like in a lot of cases like a third-party retailer like amazon or something like what what happened in this case would like uh, in like a foreign country it would pop up with like a release date on it and then get very quickly taken down yeah it's so like i that's why i immediately thought of here like maybe we will get it video on demand and mm-hmm. considering the current feelings in the united states like i'm not going to a theater anytime soon and i fucking love going to the movies yeah i did same um but yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, I, I really think that it's probably just a rumor, but I think at this at this moment in time, it's really Black Widow's fate is like really dependent on what Mulan does. Yeah, you know I, I agree. Mean? Like, I, mean, I think we, saw, almost, we saw Trolls, right? So I, yeah. I I didn't watch it, but we I saw the result. I haven't seen it, but I've heard. Yeah, it was like it was you know wildly it, received, but yeah, it made it, like 140 million dollars. Yeah, which but, is pretty damn good. Parts of the, I mean, but people aren't as like necessary. I, I don't get the feeling that people are as hunkered down as they were right when that came out in certain sure. areas. You know what I mean? I, I, and so like, I, so I think there's like, there's, I mean, I think people still are, but yeah. I think, I think it's, it might be a slightly changing marketplace again. Yeah. And so, so that's why I think, that's why I think, you know, Trolls was a success. I bet Mulan will be a success. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Mulan, like they're not targeting as like high of figures as like an MCU film akin to Black Widow. I mean, probably not. That's why that's why it's like a good uh, movie to to test out with because it's it's probably going to be popular. Uh, yeah. But it it doesn't if it if it doesn't have huge numbers, it won't be looked at as a failure. It'll just be looked at as like you know cause of just going online. Yeah. So it, yeah, I think it'll be, I, I think it's really just, they're testing the market and you're seeing other places do the same with like how they're releasing things. But, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. I, I feel like I, I, we will see Black Widow getting up, being put up online. I think so, so too. Or yeah. it'll be like a re, or it'll be like a really limited release mm-hmm. in theaters mm-hmm. where like, honestly, if I see that's at a drive-in, like I'll de- I'll drive down to the drive-in out in Shelton, Washington, and Dude, watch Black Widow. I want drive-ins to be back. I do. Dude, I like. Do you I, see? I know this because my because my girlfriend, but like I guess a bunch of the fucking um, uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race, like mm-hmm. the like All Stars, were going on a tour or something, yeah. and they're doing exclusively drive-ins now. Oh, that's dope. It's like, it's like, what a great idea. Like, they're out on stage performing, and there's a bunch of people in a fucking stadium in their cars. Like, yeah. May, I guess it works. I mean, I think it's fucking great. 
Uh, hey, I think performance is just like when it comes to just like any kind of video or like presentation, it's just going to have to evolve for a bit. I think it's yeah. like if they delay it past November, which is when they were saying it was going to get released, it'll probably be like contingent on there being like vaccine stuff, which I don't want to get into. This movie is not. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, I think as we go, we'll see more and more things kind of being hung up until like later this year. Yeah, you know, I would be surprised, um, but hopefully not Black Widow. I hope we get a release online this year. Like, at, me too. You know, we've had a, we've had a fucking that movie. We've had I a wanted, dry spell in the MCU want, for a while. We have, dude. I watched Endgame recently, like, and I was like. I haven't watched any MCU films in a hot grip. I haven't even thought really hard about the MCU in a while. Yeah. And so like I just dove right into Endgame and I felt so like dry and out of place on it. I was just sort of like, dude, I get where everything's coming from, but yeah. like, without like I have like I don't know, without it's like, like we the, usually the have like three context. Years. <laughs> yeah, we, we usually have like three a year. And yeah. now it's now we're down. We haven't had one since Spider-Man Homecoming. It's well, been a year. And I haven't been like constantly, you know, thinking about it and, and thinking no. about like the different things think, happening right now. Cause like, where's the Eternals news? Where's that's a, the fuck, that's a know, fucking testament to the overall quality and response those films get as well. Oh, for sure. I it's mean, like, like, I don't think they're I'm cranking out content. Oh yeah, for sure. And keeps your mind on it. So, you know, I'm, I don't know. Either way, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Black Widow because, again, uh, I think Mulan is a test, but I think Black Widow is going to be kind of like the bigger test of, yeah. of the market as well. So, you know, more, also, I, I just want to see, see David Harbour as Red Guardian so I can chuckle a little does bit it, and, watch right? him, and watch him get in fights. So, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to watch David Harbour die because Ooh. he is the comic relief character and he is going to die. Like, <laughs> axed axed uh, i keep seeing like in the trailers there are these clips of him fighting taskmaster and i'm just like that's probably the scene oh, that's probably it yeah that's like, probably the scene he's too fun of a character oh, fair Ooh, actually i i have something to bring up sort of in this vein so yeah. as we talked about i think last episode or in one of the last episodes mm-hmm. um <laughs> tenant so, is getting a release in nations that have the coronavirus under control oh yeah that makes sense as of as of recently a lot of concerns have arose about pirating. Mm-hmm. How, how, how do you feel about this? Because it is a problem still, less so because of video on demand How do you feel about pirating? I don't give a yeah. shit about pirating because I think I don't give a fuck about these companies losing a little bit of money, like a little bit of coin from people. Like, I really sure. don't. But I have a question for you, though. But I don't want to watch would that you, movie. Would you steal on, a car? Online. Would I steal a car? Are you, this, is this like a PSA? Is this one of those yeah. like before the PSA? <laughs> I love those. Would you see- would you steal TV? Would I steal a car? Why would you steal a movie? <laughs> Why would you steal a damn movie? Hey, guys. Why would you steal a damn movie? <laughs> oh, God. I remember this when I was a kid. Yeah, dude. I was always like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I got, oh although, although I'll straight up be honest, I got sent a, a cease and desist letter. What? Because I pirated an entire season of Game of Thrones <laughs> once. And I did it. Yes, that is cease and desist. No joke. What? And, and so, and so the the it got sent to my workplace because at the time I was I had I was like I was like roasting coffee and so I was like just doing shit on the side of my laptop and so I was like pirating Game of Thrones on one side and roasting beans on the other oh, side. Oh no! <laughs> and so I got sent to my work and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" And I was like, "Oh, that's mine." <laughs> 
God. <laughs> yeah. You got fucking serve. Uh, yeah, but but I looked it up multiple times, and to be real, like if you just like, there's like there's people out there that just like uh, wait. They oh, they'll buy really cheap movies and uh, the rights to really cheap movies and then if somebody downloads them randomly mm-hmm. they can they can like if they they can like you know be alerted of that or whatever yeah, yeah. and uh then then they like these people they're mostly lawyers or law firms and they like they'll sell or they'll like send letters to like say i'm like you know gonna bring up a lawsuit oh, demand a royalty like or something yeah basically oh, like, what a bunch basically, of fuckers. Like, like they'll send you letters like saying like i'm gonna take you to fucking court and shit and like realistically it's like it's like this. I looked it up, and like basically, it's like this weird thing where you basically just like if you engage them, it becomes like a a, a thing. And so like you just never responded. Well, no, with that, with that, with what I got was differently. But like, it's like I read about these like about these cases of like people just kind of like buying up a bunch of rights and then like selling and then like doing that, which I thought was fucking weird. Damn. I was like, I mean, people find ways to make money. <laughs> That's bizarre. That's bizarre. Uh, also, okay, so got another got another rumor for you. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the Black Adam movie coming up? It's actually happening. Uh, apparently, it's it's actually happening, and The Rock has been teasing it on his Instagram account. Apparently, they released the first photo of it. Right? Yeah, Did something like that. that. It, it was, was like, like him. Yeah, him standing in front of like a lightning bolt or something. But you can barely even see that it's him. So it's like clearly it's, it's, just, it's, it's definitely concept CG, art. It, yeah, it's all concept art CGI shit. Uh, but I just read a rumor that Alexander Skarsgård, one of the Skarsgård boys, is uh, up for the role of Hawkman. Who? I'm. Ooh. Was that a hawk? <laughs> was that was that your best hawk impression? <laughs> uh, I was actually an owl. I'm more of an uh, owl man fan. <laughs> Like I'm a big Watchman guy. I'm a big the, uh, <laughs> the uh <laughs> No, I mean how do you feel about I don't, that? I don't, I'm not super familiar with Hawkman. Ha- I, I mean, it'll work, but like I'm not he's he's not a he's not a character that I'm especially fond of. Hawkman you know? is it's interesting that they're gonna make him an addendum to the Black Adam movie. I think that's basically because uh both I mean, they overlap in comics, I'm sure, but like they also, you know, like Black Adam starts in ancient Egypt. Like he's from yeah. ancient Egypt. I can't remember his fucking name, but uh, like Hawkman and Hawk. I don't know why it's Hawkman and the Hawk Girl, but it's Hawkman and Hawk Girl. And they're both like, they reincarnate constantly. Yeah. And I think one of their lives was in ancient Egypt also. So sweet. So it's like, so it's like Avatar. So probably so it's like Avatar. <laughs> uh, so Black Adam will probably be based in ancient in, Egypt. I'm, I'm, that would, I'm, that would I'm make wondering. sense if they were to like plant the seeds there and then yeah. do the Black Adam and Shazam movie. So let me ask you this: Do hmm. you think that we'll see a Scorpion King appearance? Oh boy! <laughs> I hope they reference it at least. Like, that would be amazing. Black Adam like eats a scorpion or something. Like, <laughs> no, I just want to see. I just want to see like some hieroglyphs in the background. You know, like that type of thing. I would. I, that would be amazing. Like a hieroglyph of Brendan Fraser fighting fighting a scorpion man. <laughs> yeah, totally. A, a, a shitty CGI scorpion man. Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, I mean, I definitely okay. So I think. For the character traits that I understand about Hawkman, uh, brooding and being able to fly, uh, <laughs> uh, 
I'm pretty sure that Skarsgård could take that on. I don't like. I honestly don't. I don't have any hate on on Alexander Skarsgård, but I've never seen him do anything outside of like, just like kind of being like the tall, kind of muscular, like silent but like like strong guy. Yeah. You know. Uh, but you know, whatever. Put some wings on him. Make him make him fly. Like have that's, him, have that's him punch. The, that's the rock. quote of the century, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. Just put some wings on him. Yeah. <laughs> But the Scars Guards technically are already in one of the comic book universes. You brought this up before oh. we recorded. Oh, uh, Papa Scars Guard is. Uh, Papa Scars he, He's in fucking. He's in the Thor movies. <laughs> but yeah. Selvig, it just came to me. Yeah, yeah, Selvig. Selvig. But then also, I mentioned this to you when we were briefly discussing the talking points. This show is not improvised, listener. When we were briefly <laughs> discussing the talking points. Um, we we're talking about how Bill Skarsgård mm-hmm. looks like he's going to be playing the clown in the Hawkeye TV show, which, would be which is dope. fantastically meta and great. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, the Skarsgårds are They're like, like the Hemsworths. They're weirdly pervasive, and some of them do slightly better. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, I'd say... Uh, Alex Skarsgård is definitely the Chris Hemsworth of the Skarsgårds. Yeah. Uh, Bill Skarsgård is definitely the better actor. So I don't know where he where that goes on the Hemsworth scale because they're all kind of like in that genre of mediocre at best. Like yeah, I mean, they I, get, I, I mean, they're good. They're funny at times. They're good yeah, for yeah. what they do. But you know what I mean? Like, there's you're not going to watch them be dramatic. Well, I would disagree. I feel like Bill is the Chris and. Whoa! Controversial statement. Whoa! <laughs> this is what you came to Mad Nation for. Hot takes. You heard, um, <laughs> you heard this here first. They came to hear us debate the Skarsgård versus the Hemsworth. Which one is which? Okay, but okay. Um, so why do you think he's the Chris, the Chris Hemsworth of the Skarsgårds? I mean, like, he seems better. He seems better. And Liam Hemsworth only has one thing to his name, and the other fat Hemsworth is, has only been in fucking, uh, oh, the show with the, with the androids. Um, the, the show with androids? Not with the androids. Uh, in the I, Wild I West, know. HBO. Westworld. Oh, Westworld. He's in, the, uh, there's a Hemsworth in Westworld? Yeah, he's fat though. It's weird. Dang, the H- HBO has a has a like a tap on the on the Hemsworth and the Skarsgårds because because Alex Skarsgård was in True Blood. He was like Eric Northman in that show. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like hmm. lot that all like from like the season one to the end of that show, he was in that shit. And that's yeah. where like I think he perfected his like, you know, hunking, brooding. Like, <sighs> I feel like the CW is the perfect you. place to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the CW is the perfect place to refine those mediocre uh, acting skills. Yeah, but only if you like if your actors can still fit, be like pretend to be like at a prom. You know, if they're in that yeah. age demographic, if they look young enough. If they're in, in that age demographic, you mean like twenty five to thirty? Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, if they're in that like actor age demographic wait, of like. Wait, you said True Blood? True Blood, which was on True Blood, which was a bunch of teenagers. No, I thought True, True Blood no, was no, 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 no. True Blood was on HBO. Oh, okay. And there's definitely for adults. There's like oh, I thought I totally thought like the CW tits and ass True Blood. and like blood and shit all over that fucking movie. The uh, <laughs> the, the girl, the girl who was uh, in uh, Daredevil was in that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's like basically where I think she got her like real like go at acting, probably. Oh. Like, 
That's yeah, and she got. I've never, her, I've never her seen acting, it. Like she was awesome in Daredevil. I heard she got a bunch of shit for Daredevil. It's dumb. Yeah, I think she's that's great. Dumb as fuck. Um, any other? Uh, you got anything else in that churning out in that rumor mill? Um, I did actually. I do have one quick thing. Um, yeah. So last week we talked about the Avatar creators leaving the Netflix project. Yes. Um, Which leaves me shaking in my boots still. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's slightly it's slightly scary. The um, there's so I, one of the other creators. So one of them wrote a very diplomatic, very polite statement, mm-hmm. and the other one is doing interviews and really shit talking Netflix. <laughs> Give me a second and turn this fan off. They're uh, they're playing good cop bad right. cop. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much like that. But um, the other one who's being who's pissed, he made a comment just the other day saying that there were two primary reasons why they left. Ooh, Netflix is refusing to give them an appropriate budget. Oh. And they're refusing. The second reason is they're refusing to stick with their promise of a racially appropriate cast. Oh my God, dude. Like that's, uh... I hope that's not true because because that was, like it's that was immediately one of the things that was hated on and still laughed about and like and you know cringed at in the Shyamalan movie. And yeah. if Netflix immediately does that, they're gonna fuck it up and nobody's gonna give a shit. Yeah, and if, they I, don't have a, if they don't have a budget to throw at it, like what the it's fuck? It's gonna are look they like even... it's gonna be like this hodgepodge of mediocrity that Netflix does every once in a while. Yeah, dude, that sucks. I, I hope that, I hope <laughs> I hope that that is not true. <laughs> it's that it was one of the most soul crushing things to read. Yeah, that fucking blows. Uh, so uh, I just recently rewatched, tried to rewatch M Night Shyamalan's uh, Last Airbender. You did? It's Why? So fucking. It's because every now and then it's like it's like trying to rewatch uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. You know, at least you the just, first scene is good in Wolverine. You're like, you're dude. Like, this is probably cool. I'm probably just like fucking it up. I didn't think I was just I had a little bit of that and then immediately once again like first few scenes in that movie of Last Airbender I was just like this is garbage <laughs> dude the dude from Twilight's a terrible Sokka that's where he's from I was he's like one, he's the one f- of the vampires dude like that yeah he stands except out he's, he's so poor he's, except he's like the stoic like, one Sokka's supposed to have like like he's supposed to be comedic yeah. Like in everything he does, and that's how he learns and all this shit. And like that's one of the fun things about his character. That dude there are two could things, not land a joke at all. He couldn't. There be are two funny things missing all. about that Sokka. What? His lack of humor. Yep. And his misogyny. For sure. The, um, <laughs> he, yeah, it's just like so weirdly like unhumorous for that character, and it's especially especially it sets it up so terribly. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do with that movie. I don't need Plus, that. when that movie wrapped shooting, the series wasn't even finished. So Shyamalan didn't know that there was supposed to be a romantic interest between Katara and Aang. So he made no effort to write it. Well, he succeeded. What a fucking moron. Fucking it up. Also, uh, dude, you know this. The girl who plays Katara in that movie, hmm. she was the chick in Michael Bay's uh, Transformers Age of Extinction. Oh, or the yeah. one that they had to justify her having a <laughs> having a relationship with an overaged man. They oh, took five god. minutes out of the fucking movie to explain that. Oh my god, that's fucking right. <laughs> that Garbage. was her. Garbage. Uh, yeah. Well, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> fuck those terrible movies, by the way. Yeah. Um. All right. 
Uh, so we get into Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we watched episodes three and four this week. Yes. I can't remember the names of the episodes, but I was reading them earlier, and I love I love the names of the episodes. Yeah. Uh, so this I think one, it's oh, like yeah. this one's and the bags in the river. And the other one's Cancer Man, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Which bags is... in the river. That one's like it's so weirdly intense, but it's also a quieter episode, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, up until the end where he kills the guy with the bike lock, Which it's is, one of those things where it's like Walt dealing with the shit and the pain that he's causing this man mm-hmm. over over his actions. And then eventually he has to break, like completely break Walt's spirit by the end. First, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really interesting kind of... Uh, first, for like so early in the series, that's a really interesting, like, kind of self contained episode where it's mostly yeah. at the house. And uh, if you, yeah, I like, I, th- I think it's it's interesting to like hyper focus on directly on like Walt's guilt right away. Would yeah. really like you're starting to, see, I mean, like, it's a really extreme situation. So, I guess, I guess, like, it, it's like, you know, it's a good episode to focus on that shit, but uh. Yeah, I just think, I don't know, I think it's interesting how he kind of parallels his own suffering with, like, the suffering he's putting, um, what's his fucking name through? Uh, oh, why is his go? name escaping no, me? Not to go. Not, not, not to go. <laughs> no, to go. Uh, uh, crazy fucking, 8. Crazy 8, yeah, that's right. Um, because, like, because there's that scene where he's, like, bringing him down a sandwich and he, everything's kind of, like, they're trying, you know, they're kind of getting along. They've Making been, small talk. Know, yeah. And then, like, oh. he, and then, like, and then White, like, Walter fucking, like, has a coughing fit and then like, passes the fuck out. And it remind, it just reminded me that, like, he's really, like, he's not taking care of himself at all. He's just yeah. fucking, like, he's just going, like, he, and he's passed out a couple of times to the series already. Yeah. He's, uh, he's taking care of the fucking DDS prisoner in the basement. Better than he's taking care of himself. Yeah, Almost. which I think it's very which, emblematic which, of his character. Which I mean, that's being said of like somebody tied up in a basement, I suppose. <laughs> you know, but. Still, he's making him fucking food. He's caring for the dude. He's making small talk. Yeah, but he's but, talking about setting, cutting him loose. But the, it was interesting, like how the the three and episodes three and four kind of differed, um, in a way because because how three was just like really centered around the house and like in their kind of in like Walt. And Pinkman's kind of fucking heads, uh, and like what they were like doing. Four starts like expanding what's happening more, where it's just like you know it's more set like with Walt's family. Um, it also has you know like Jesse goes back to his house. Yeah, and so you're kind of expanding the like like focus on like like a bigger cast and a bigger uh, part of like the town where it's set yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it and, seems like episode four is really setting the stage for like a lot of the side characters, or especially with Jesse sort of seeing his real motivations. Yeah, I forgot what about brought that. him to where I, he was. I totally forgot about him interacting with his family, and I was like, yeah. I was like, man, like I'm was, pretty it's, sure like season three, like they just that's the last time you see him, probably. Yeah. Because, but like they, uh, it, it struck me as crazy because like. You think like uh, at first, you know, oh, I bet they've like kind of, you know, been a little like shitty towards him and stuff like that. And like when they invite him back in for, you know, he has this like interaction after he gets up with his mom where he's like, he comes downstairs and Jesse's like, what time's dinner? And like stuff like that. And like, it's just like, he acts so like. He's such a, he's such a jackass. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like. 
but it's all it's all facade which is something you come to appreciate later yeah which is like what's what sucks because like you're just like and you, if you know that's what what's interesting about rewatching because you're just like god damn dude he's acting like such a a, a, a fucking asshole when really, but it comes like, from a place of pain yeah exactly and like that's what makes in, him so in sympathetic that, in that it's same like episode you see him like talk for the i think the first time about wanting to stop smoking meth yeah uh and his friends are like but basically laugh laugh at him and like and like threaten to like stop hanging out with him and so in like to keep company for the first time he's like yeah okay fine let's like bust this shit out and like let's get high yeah and like and like that's a like you know that's an interesting that's a whole like interesting thing about this character that it goes further and further as the show goes yeah but, yeah it's a really interesting a like, character and cast building episode episode four yeah, I feel like because you get a bit more time with some of these other side characters and you get to, especially with Jesse, like we get mm-hmm. more of like like really cementing Walt's motivations in this episode. Mm-hmm. But then with Jesse, oh, sure. you move, with Jesse, you move on, you're like, oh, this is sort of why he's the way he is. Yeah. Like, like he's considered the family fuck up. Like his friends are assholes, even mm-hmm. though like they're relatively likable in the grand scheme of Breaking Bad. Oh, like, for sure but they're still but assholes that are perpetuating bad behavior it's like yeah like there's they're fucking him over in the long run yeah like he mentions like oh, i'm starting to get paranoid off this shit and they're just like ah, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then, like, like, and then there's like a whole scene where he is paranoid he's like staring out the window and shit he's like having a meltdown oh yeah and it's like it's you know fucking shit's fucking crazy but it's interesting to see uh that that's an episode where basically it's like you see both of their motivations really kind of get more solidified yeah like jesse steep in the character like, for sure like waltz is like like motivated to like take care of his family and like leave yeah. something leave something behind for him because he doesn't he doesn't seem like he gives a fuck about his life though. like that's the thing that's like I think at this point at this point waltz really like once he really busts out and becomes successful in in as a as a professional criminal yeah yeah then he gets the will to live back but at this point in the story, he's like, I'm going to fucking die. I might as well just get all the money I can for my family. Yeah, fair. Yeah, exactly. And like, and, and it's just so interesting to see him in this. I, I just like so far with this rewatch, I've just forgotten how almost how just low, like yeah. in terms of morale, like the characters all start. Yeah. And like how, how just like, I don't know, just kind of like, uh, fl- I don't know, bleak everything seems to be and bland yeah. everything seems to be at the same time. It's so fucking weird. But it's, yeah, it's everything, like a, it's a, and it, it's like it even is emulated with like the with like the color grading of most of the shots. Everybody's just muted. There's no real color in anything, you know? Yeah, exactly. Nothing it's, pops. Exactly. And it's I think the most I, the most color popping thing is the meth. Which is what's, <laughs> fair enough. Which it's it's true. It's it's like it's neon blue and everything else is like different shades of brown and green. Yeah. It's a it's an interesting tone to set. Uh, yeah for the show for the first season I, I love it and also just a side note uh episode four cancer man is named directly after a character in x files which is another vince gilligan show so he's so good yeah i was like that's also genius episode episode four ends with one of my favorite moments of him blowing up the, the car oh yeah i love that I, love which that. I think that's that's like setting the seeds of like he's becoming more confident again mm-hmm. like he's 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 done caring like that sounds terrible but it's true like that's it's waltz like he's breaking away from the uh the the purity of his previous self to say even though that purity fucking sucks and he he's living a better life in the gray you know 
Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just a, it's interesting to see him, and it's like almost those those flare ups are like so interesting because they're just like you forget sometimes that Walt has like such a damn temper, and yeah. then like it just becomes like whoa, like, it's all know, below the surface. Yeah, and then when it boils over, it's like car on fire. The car, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, that dude fucking deserved it. What a prick! Yeah, he was a fucking prick. The fucking blue, <laughs> Bluetooth prick. Like, oh, every time, oh, every time, man. So much, dude. Turn that shit off when you're in AirPods the room. too. AirPods. Fuck I just got Take- some AirPods. I'm gonna be honest, but that's because I just wanted to wear. It's so it's so much of a hassle with a wire when you have dude, to wear a mask. You know. It's so it's yeah, dude. I agree. But if here's here's my thing with AirPods. If you take one out and while you're talking to me, yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah. If you come up to me and you have both your fucking AirPods in and are talking to me, I, you're not yeah. taking me seriously. No, I agree. I agree. It's like it's AirPod etiquette. It's fucking people need to fucking learn it, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, just side note: when you take one of those AirPods out, it turns off your shit anyway. So, like, you got it. You got so one of them. Yeah. At least this is how my Bluetooth earbuds work. They're not AirPods, but to my knowledge, this is how it works. Is mm. that usually one of them is the lead signal, and the other one's a follower. So you mm. take out the one that's the follow and it doesn't kill the signal. Oh, interesting. I'll have to try that. Yeah. <laughs> AirPods. Uh, <laughs> okay, so go Apple. We got one. We got one more. Uh, we watched Ep- Mission Impossible episode. F- not episode. Uh, move episode. Mission Impossible Five. I'm flubbing this up. Just you just start it. <laughs> Mission Impossible Five. Rogue Nation. There we go. <laughs> how, did, how, how did you feel about this one, man? Uh, okay, so. Again, I'm just gonna you know preface this with like I fucking hate Tom Cruise. I hate his face. I wish I wish this movie had a be- like. Why isn't Jeremy Renner the lead in this movie? Here's you know here's I mean? here's my thing. Like I actually wanted to throw this out out there because me and Kate were talking about it before we recorded. I mentioned yeah. that you hate Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. and she made a good point. It's like Tom Cruise could act as any given white male who's willing to do his own stunts. Yeah. I mean, he, he really can. He he's he's the most generic actor, yeah. Uh, in terms of like big big budget actors, like you can, yeah. that, and that's why he's his so notoriety comes exclusively from doing everything, and that's yeah, pretty much. And that's uh, you know, also like the couch, him jumping on that couch, that like that viral clip, like made him like forever, yeah. Uh, you know, in the public light, in the public oh, yeah. light. But but Cruz, yeah. Anyway. I just don't really like. I just don't. I just don't like him. I just think he's a, he's garbage. But the 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 stunts he pulls, <sighs> the stunts he pulls are pretty cool. Like the plan. Like I, I, remember, <laughs> I, remember, I remember, that pained you so much. I, I remember saying it did. I remember saying uh, seeing the plane clip before obviously watching this movie. Yeah. But watching it in the context of the movie was just was a lot more fun, and it's really yeah. fucking cool to see. Uh, you know when he like really it really hits him when he's on the side of the plane you know and so yeah it's just it's yeah there's stunts like that that are really that are really neat um the story really heavily reminds me of the james bond storyline from daniel craig's run yep um which Spectre. i looked it up and it definitely came before this <laughs> like, yeah by a did. few years and so i was just sort of like I feel like one of the, like the we're talking, we're talking this Skyfall movie, or Spectre. Mostly Skyfall in the re- in the oh, fact yeah. that it's like kind of the the web of you know like mysterious but connected people, which yeah, is yeah. a fairly like generic you know spy spy movie trope. Plot. Uh, yeah. but but it's it, it like the 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 it's like the it's like the the you know uh, I keep saying episode four. It's like number four Ghost yeah. Protocol. It it just it does those things well. 
yeah, movie. it's you know it's what I mean? it, they might be cliche, but a cliche exists for a reason. Yeah, but there are also some like way cool stunts in this movie, which is yeah. like something that I appreciate. Like the the also the underwater scene. Oh, so like, fucking cool! Like, I, I mean, I imagine it was probably CGI when he like that thing when he like drops down. Yeah, um, into it like, had to be CGI, but yeah. it's a really cool but set piece. It looked really cool, and then like the yeah, just the whole sequence underwater was really fucking dope. Also. Dude, the car the car chase into the motorcycle chase. Oh yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Plus, uh, I I actually think one of my favorite set pieces in any Mission Impossible movie, or in any like movie of this general space, is mm-hmm. them in the opera. Oh yeah, for sure. Don't sweep because the build is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so it's one of those it's one of those scenes that gets so tense so quickly. It sets the parameters, it sets the rules, it sets what has to be done. Yeah, and it and it works really fucking well. Yeah, it it does. I agree with you. Um. Oh, one of the I was gonna bring, I was gonna bring this up. But one of the you you mentioned the motorcycle scene. Yeah, yeah. There's this little clip. And you, this is how you know uh, Tom Cruise does his own stunts. If you'd ever want to verify, there's this little clip where he's like taking a corner. Oh, he's bending the knee down. Yeah, and you see his knee like hit the ground for a second, and then you yeah. see his face, and he like moves his knee, and you're like, oh shit, like, <laughs> that, that's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, that's like, wild. Yeah, dude, I was like, oh my god, like uh, I've never wanted to go that fast on on a, a motorcycle. I've never <laughs> felt that appeal. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. The, um, <laughs> the, that that's just terrifying. But but, but really, the, but it makes for really good filmmaking. It does. It does. And I, you know, like. I, I would argue that these movies are more um, – they're not as stylish as the current James Bond run has been. Yeah. But they – in terms of, like, action sequences and storyline, they're fair, They're pretty on par with the, with the run. Yeah. I, I, feel like, I feel like Mission Impossible is, like, pretty – it's, like, pretty consistently on, like, an up, uphill, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. I, I do you feel like Rogue Nation was better than Ghost Protocol? Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like it's a consistent like up. Mm-hmm. While James Bond's like the highs are blowing Mission Impossible out of the park. But then like you go to Quantum of Solace and then it comes right back up for for Skyfall and then it goes down at Spectre. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Quantum of Solace was like it just uh, you know, I mean like I I I think it's definitely the weak point in those movies, but we're, uh, yeah, totally. Either way. That's a, that's another thing, but it it's like it it weirdly it weirdly applies to a point of just like they're definitely like the the main competitor for these films and the closest thing that you could like the plot lines to. For sure. I, I would say if we, you know how we joke about uh, Fast and Furious being like superhero movies? Yeah. If they're like, like they're like Mission Impossible is like the Fast and Furious of those like, of like the of like spy the films? James, of like, not necessarily, yeah, kind of, but like of specifically like James Bond spy films. Like it's like the yeah, Fast yeah. and Furious of James Bond movies. Like it's, it's, it's super cool. The stunts are super cool. The sequences are great. Yeah. But like, because of Tom Cruise, I think it just drags it down. And that's, mo- yeah. and like, and like, it's, it's, it's and absurd. It's, it's insane. And the, and the, but the lead is just not charismatic enough. Yeah, exactly. It's, just, it comes down to like the, the acting, like the, the crew, a lot of the actors are around it, like Alec Baldwin popping up in the, in the, this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, fucking Simon Pegg back. Um, but they keep giving more to do. Yeah, they keep he giving Simon had, like, Pegg more. Act, he had some action sequences that yeah. were pretty good, you know. I was like, interesting to see his character try and get in like a, a bout of like fisticuffs almost. With, <laughs> yeah, um, so, one, you know, he just, it was interesting that, uh, you, to see those characters kind of grow, but. Yeah. 
I think I think I think these these movies there's a there's a charm to it very much. I actually like your comparison to Fast and Furious because it is like that. Like there's, it's not especially well acted, but like yeah. there's there like the cast is charming enough. You yeah, know? but you're surrounded with enough cooler, like better done, yeah. well done stuff. There's enough that, content like, it, to it, it. It makes it makes up for for that. At yeah. the acting side of it. I, I will say I'm I am excited to see what you say next week when you mm-hmm. get when you watch uh number six, Fallout. Mm-hmm. Fallout. Because I actually think of that one, the stunts are so well executed. And I think it actually it's the first movie that gives you a reason to actually be like, woo, Ethan Hunt. You know? <laughs> like other than like he's saving the world, but it's the first one that gives you a bit more of his like his mindset. I also and it also is like the one where they really start cementing that like he is a crazy person like Tom Cruise is in the real world. Yeah. And they treat his character as such. Like a little more hostile towards Ethan Hunt, huh? No, not hostile, but they treat him like a lunatic. Like okay. that's like they think that he's a crazy man for doing all the stuff that he does. <laughs> but you start seeing you start seeing from Ghost Protocol forward and really in Fallout, they're like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like <laughs> Like I think it, in Fallout, like Simon Pegg says, like we just don't watch. We we don't watch. We just don't watch. We just yeah. let, just let him go. <laughs> just let it. Just let him do his thing. It's it's one of those things. But um, I also Fallout has the much more charismatic uh, side character of Henry Cavill showing up. So oh, yeah, I am interested. And he to see is that. a fucking badass. And there, I think, just just pay attention when you're uh, watching the beginning of that film. Mm-hmm. Is there is a uh, there's a scene in a bathroom with Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise where it's a fight with a dude who played one of the royal guards in The Last Jedi. Oh, and it is one of the best pieces of action filmmaking I've ever seen. Nice. It is oh. so well done. Uh, let me ask you this: Is Henry Cavill's mustache fake? No, they definitely didn't CGI that shit off. No, it's. Oh God, it's such a better movie than Justice League would have been anyway. Like that's <laughs> so I'm I'm okay with them fucking over Justice League. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, and that actually gives me the perfect segue. So I'm looking forward to watching the next Mission Impossible movie. Yes, which we'll talk about next week. But uh, as we get close to ending this this episode, I wanted to mention that DC is is about to do their like online DC fandom oh, yeah. thing. They're like pseudo like, Comic Con press conference. Yeah, and that will probably actually have some news and new content to talk about. Yeah. So hopefully we get some interesting stuff from that coming up soon. Hey, uh, I, I should just throw this out there. Did you see the clip from uh, from Justice League, the Snyder Cut? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Just very brief. Yeah, very brief. But but you know, like it. Black suit. It alludes to some changes. I'm just interested to see because you know Snyder said in terms of the Snyder Cut that he would rather scrap the whole project than than use any of Whedon's footage. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm interested to see what is missing from the original cut and replaced with other, you know, storylines or filler or whatever. Yeah. You know what it'll I mean? Be, like, it'll be interesting. So I, I interested. hope we, I hope we get a peek at that. I hope we get a peek at Black Adam. Yep. Uh, I hope we get another more... look at Wonder Woman. It's probably exactly. I read that uh, Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten or Kirsten or whatever. Uh, the lady playing Kirsten Wig, the lady playing. Uh, yeah. She the I read that she was not allowed to like take 
any photos or anything like that in her cheetah suit to keep it like super. I don't know super, how the like, fuck that's the gonna look, man. That's, I'm that's so me. intrigued by it because that's make or break for me to for the for yeah. like how serious to take like that aspect of the movie. If she looks dumb as fuck, I'm gonna be like, oh my god, dude. I'm Why? really hoping. <laughs> I, I, dude, I really like the Dark Knight movies, but I really hope it's not a Catwoman. No, where it's I like hope, where it's I like the night either. vision goggles that flip up under the ears. I really hope not either. I hope. Which, I, I hope they stay true to form where like she kind of like trans kind of like almost slowly like transforms fully into physically like the cheetah thing. That'd be pretty cool. Cause like, why the fuck not at this point in in terms of these movies, you're not like, you know, they're not grounded in realism. I mean, come on. Uh, That's the only reason that I was able to give that a pass in the dark Knight rises. It was like, these films are grounded in reality to a point. We get it. She's a cat burglar. (laughs) Uh, car a fucking black cat yeah dude, seriously uh but yeah so that'll be interesting um seeing any, any new news from dc i'm also though interested to see if anything pops up from marvel in the meantime because as always you want us to kind of keep an eye if one if one main competitor is like launching some news another one might be on the verge of like leaking something big just to like yeah. kind of compete you know so at this point it'll be just like dc will be like Snyder Cut trailer and Marvel will be like, we're green lighting another Avengers movie just to like shit on them. Like that secret wars. <laughs> Dude, fuck. That'll be great. Uh, and we'll be here, matinee edition, like a, you know, like SpongeBob. You'll get our, you'll and, get our hot takes. Yeah, we'll get, some, we'll be a thirsty sponge waiting to soak it up. Uh, Cheerio! So I guess we'll leave it at that. Uh, fun stuff on the horizon, as always. I don't know. I raise my glass to you, listener. Uh, to you, hot dogs. Boop. Dear, dear people. Cheers. Cheers. Ching, ching. Cheers. <laughs> uh, this has been episode 43. I'm Jared. This is Lucas. Matinee edition, suckers. Jamie Foxx for Blade. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a-